Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, my name is James, and this is The Sleep Pod. The podcast that some people are describing as a Fun distraction from the tedium of reality. Every episode, I make up a meandering and relaxing tale to help pacify even the busiest of minds. As the episode title indicates, this episode is a twist on my usual format. It is still an improvised story, however, You are the main character. All you need to do is sit back, relax, and listen. Get yourself comfortable, and then get yourself even more comfortable, and I'll begin. You are sat in a chair. You can feel upholstery underneath you. Slowly, you open your eyes and take in your surroundings. You're correct, you are sat in a chair. However, This chair is in a car and you are in the driver's seat. For a split second, there is mild panic, but that quickly dissipates because your car is not on. That is because you are stuck in traffic As far as your eyes can see, in front of you and behind you is an endless row of cars also completely stationary. Considering this is essentially a traffic jam, all of the fellow drivers around you are incredibly calm and polite. 
You cannot hear any horns beeping. Nobody is aggressively waving their arms around, hoping that whoever is responsible for this break in normal driving would notice them. No, everybody looks fairly happy. It's a nice day. The sun is out, but it's not too hot that you feel uncomfortable. Your air conditioning isn't even on. Yet, you are at the perfect temperature for comfort. You sit there for a while. Everybody else is listening to the radio. Or listening to a podcast. Or engaged in polite conversation with their fellow passengers. As traffic jams go, this is the best one you have ever experienced. You look around outside the car and try to gauge your actual position. You are on a motorway, a three or four laned highway. Trees line the sides of the road. Their leaves gently undulating in the warm breeze. A flock of geese fly overhead in a V formation. You watch them as they pass above the traffic below and disappear behind the tree line. You feel at ease in this situation. At first this feels very odd considering what this situation is. However, you know that you're in no rush to get to your destination. And you're quite comfortable spending a bit of time to yourself. You look at the cars around you. There are twelve blue cars. Eighteen red cars. Six white cars. Zero green cars. Five 
your best guess. 142 gray cars. You had no idea that gray was such a popular hue for automobiles. But you think you learn something new every day. After a while, you notice some people around you exiting their cars to stretch their legs and back and other body parts. You think for a moment and then decide, yes, I shall do that too. You remove the keys from the ignition. Unfasten your seat belt and reach over to the door handle next to you. Before opening the door, you check in the mirror to make sure that a motorcycle isn't speeding along the gap in between you and the car next to you. Once you are satisfied that the path is clear, you pull the handle and push the door open and step out onto the road. Once outside the car, you take a deep breath. Usually at a location like this, a deep breath would be filled with fumes from combustion engines. However, everybody near you has turned their car's engine off and all you can smell is fresh air, the smell of the countryside, leaves, a slight earthy note somewhere in the background of the aroma and there's something else, a pleasant smell, hmm, you think, it smells like somebody is cooking food. You scan the area around you and then your eyes fall on the grassy area to the side of the motorway. Rows of people, individuals, small groups and families are sat on the grass having picnics. You spot somebody with a barbecue. You sniff again. Yes, it does smell like a barbecue, you think, but you cannot quite identify exactly what is being barbecued. 
intrigued, you decide to investigate. Everybody around you seems fairly trustworthy, but just to be safe, you lock the car before heading towards the grass verge. You pass in between a few rows of cars, greet a few people with a head nod, a wave, maybe a polite hello, whichever is natural to you. After a few more steps, you emerge from the seemingly infinite row of stationary vehicles and start walking towards the grass. Everybody is nice and relaxed, sat down, eating sandwiches and little pots of salad. You keep your eyes on the barbecue as you approach it, trying to work out what is being barbecued. It smells strangely familiar. As you get closer, you see who is operating the barbecue. It is a man with a big bushy beard, wearing a t-shirt containing artwork from a band that was very popular in the 1990s. He sees you looking at him and his barbecue and smiles. A few steps later and you are fairly close to him, close enough to begin a conversation. Hello, you say to the barbecuing man. Hi there, he replies. Would you like some food? He inquires. Oh no, you say. I am fine. I am not hungry in any way. I am just intrigued on what you are barbecuing. I cannot quite place the aroma. Ah, he says. I am barbecuing some tofu. Oh, you say. I was not aware that tofu barbecued well. Yes, it does, he replies. All that it requires is a sturdy tofu press and careful consideration over the choice of marinades. Ah, you reply. Well, it smells very nice. I hope you enjoy it, you say. The man smiles. Thank you. I will, 
you both wave to each other and you continue walking along the grass. Up ahead you can see a single lane road leading away from the motorway and next to this road a wide building. Hmm, you think. I wonder what this is. You can see a few groups of other people walking down the road, some returning, so you feel confident in the knowledge that whatever traffic issue has caused this holdup won't be remedied anytime soon. You continue walking towards it. Eventually, you see that there is a lady stood near the side of the road. She is wearing a uniform, although you can't quite identify what the uniform is for. What company or organization she is part of. As you approach her, she gives a friendly wave and smiles. Hello, you say to her. Hi there, she replies. I am with the road company people. Just to let you know, there has been an incident. Don't worry, everybody is fine. But up ahead, some of the motorway has stopped working. Unfortunately, this could take a few hours. But if I can take your details, we will happily reimburse you quite a substantial amount of money to help ease any trouble this event may have caused. Okay, you say, and you give her a business card containing all of your personal details on that you just happen to have in your pocket. Thank you, she says. Down this road is a service station. You will find bathrooms, snack and food retailers, a coffee shop of relatively decent quality, and a coffee machine of less decent quality. Thank you for that information, you say. That's okay, she says. I'm sorry that you are having a traffic jam, but I hope it's a good traffic jam. You smile and say, yes, so far, 
it is fairly good, and then walk off towards the service station. The road away from the motorway is also lined with trees. A few small groups of people have chosen to sit in this area as it is much more shaded from the sun than the grass you have just walked past. Eventually you come to a short, quite squat building with a large car park in front of it. Although the outside of the building looks like it could do with a few licks of paint, all in all, it looks quite nice. You head towards a large entrance area, rows of automatic doors slide open as you approach them. You are about to step inside when somebody catches your eye. It is a man. He stood near the doors and he looks quite upset. Hmm, you think. He is the first person you have seen in a while, who doesn't look happy about this whole situation. So you head over to him. Hello, you say. Are you okay? The man looks up and looks you in the eyes. says, it's just, I cannot continue to work at the moment, I am one of the people responsible for helping fix the road, but right now, I cannot help fix the road, oh no, you say, why not? The man takes a deep breath and looks at the ground. Well, he says, I have lost an item that I need for carrying out my work duties. Oh, you say, maybe I can help. What item is it? The man looks hopeful. Well, I think I've looked everywhere, but maybe having another pair of eyes could be useful. I seem to have misplaced my cloak. Your cloak, you 
say? Yes, but this is no normal cloak. The man looks around, ensuring nobody else is listening to the words that he has to say. Yes, I have misplaced my cloak, my cloak of visibility. I need it for working on the road to make sure that everybody can see me. Ah, you say. So it's like a high visibility jacket, but in cloak form. Yes, says the man. That is exactly what it is. Okay, you say. I will keep an eye out for it whilst I am inside. The man smiles and thanks you. And you head in to the inside of the service station. Once you pass through the threshold of the building, you are greeted by a cooling breeze blowing in from vents above the door. You take a few steps further and take in your surroundings. You are in a long and You see the shop. 
Yes, they do sell coffee. You smell coffee in the air. It smells like very good coffee. And then you read the sign. And the sign says, in large, bold letters, coffee shop. You smile and walk in. You order a coffee, decaffeinated, and stand towards the end of the service area, waiting for the staff to make it for you. Whilst you are waiting, you have a look around. It's quite quiet. Most people seem to be preferring a cool drink right now, but you wanted something warm. As you leisurely gaze around the establishment, something catches your eye. You squint. It's something very bright. Something very visible. Hmm, you think. Could this be? You walk over to the item which is on a row of seats. You gently weave your way in between the tables until you reach the part of the seating area that contains the bright object that caught your attention. You reach over and lift it up. Yes, it's definitely a cloak. But this just appears to be a cloak with a flashlight attached to it. No, this is not the right object, you think, and walk back to pick up your coffee which is now being made. The person behind the counter gives you a quizzical look. Are you okay? They ask. Yes, it's fine, you say, and pick up your coffee, which is handily in a to-go cup. I was looking for a cloak a man has lost, but that one did not seem visible enough. The barista's eyes go wide for a moment. Oh, they say, and kneel down behind the bar bit. After a moment, they re-emerge holding a cloak. Yes, you think, that is very visible. All of the other members of staff 
and a few of the customers squint and cover their eyes. It is very, very visible. Is this what you're looking for? inquires the barista. I think so, you say. Oh good, the barista replies. I had to hide it in a box because it was very bright. It was distracting everybody from their coffee and work. That is understandable, you say. And you take it off the barista's hands. I will go and give this to its owner right away, you say. The barista nods and walks off. You leave the coffee shop, coffee cup in one hand, and cloak of visibility in the other, and make your way through the service station towards the entrance slash exit where you met the man before. Outside, you look around. First, you look to where the man was last time you saw him. But he is not there. No, he is slightly to the right of where you saw him last. He looks up, smiles, and then sees his cloak in your hand. He runs over to you, gleeful, with nothing but pure joy and elation in his eyes. My cloak, he says. You found it. Where was it? You hand it over to him. It was in the coffee shop, you say. Ah, says the man, turning the cloak over, inspecting it. Yes, I forgot I went in there. You nod. Well, I hope this solves your quandary. Yes, says the man. It does. Thank you very much. No problem at all, you reply. The man puts the cloak on. He is now very visible. You would have to work very hard to not see him. Wow, you say. You are very, very visible. Yes, says the visible man. I can now go about my job. Hopefully, the issue should be solved within the next 15 minutes. That's excellent news, you say. I'm glad I could help. The visible man thanks you and runs off.
skipping with joy. You slowly saunter back to your car. The rows of picnicking people have heard word of the visible man and the news that the motorway shall be fixed momentarily. You reach your car, unlock it, open the door, and climb in. You take a sip of your coffee, then place the cup in a cup holder, and then close your eyes in preparation for the road to be open again. Sleep well.